0: What's up, everybody? And welcome back to episode 64 of the 1% podcast. Uh, I was going to have a guest this week. We had a little last minute rescheduling. Uh, and so I actually just went to a mastermind today this Thursday. I just came back from this mastermind um, about wealth building. And I figured this would just be a good topic uh, to discuss with you guys. So awesome information that I just learned um, about you know, wealth building and some different catalysts to get you where you want to be and kind of the perspective of money. Um, so just want to jump on here, do a little solo solo podcast and kind of talk through the mastermind that I just learned um, and kind of explain to you guys what I was taught in kind of a 10 or 15 minute clip. So hopefully you guys will get something out of this. I just got a lot out of the mastermind I went to. Um, and it was super cool, all about kind of perspective of life, perspective of money and how to kind of manage some different things in your day to day life and changing your perspective on money and different things could, you know, directly impact your wealth, wealth building and how successful you become. Um, one of the cool things they did was talking about your days left on Earth. So you put your current age in um, and you take 90 years and subtract your current age and get whatever's left. So for mine, it was 66 years left. And then you multiply that by 365 days. So you have a potential 24,090 days remaining on Earth um, and you are going to die with zero days remaining. And so basically the perspective there is to not waste any time because if you do check off the days as if you only have a certain amount left, um, it really does change your perspective on your day to day tasks and your day to day life. Because if you look at it in terms of how many weeks you have left or how many years you have left or how many days you have left, you know, when you schedule and time block your day, hopefully using the 1% planner, um, you really can look at those things and say, are these things that I'm doing today, what I want to do, are they going to help me get to where I want to be? And are they going to, you know, make my life fun, successful, exciting, whatever terms you may want to use in regards to, you know, framing that in your mind. Um, and then they talk about what keeps people from being a millionaire. This was a big one that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, there are eight things that they say that p- keep people from being a millionaire. Um, and number one is they don't need to visit their capital, so they don't trust that the assets uh, that their wealth is in will hold its value. So, you know, if you're investing in different things that depreciate in value instead of appreciate, you may want to shift where you're putting your capital and your investments. Um, or number two, is there a paper millionaire versus a cash flow millionaire? Uh, So paper wealth is based upon high multiples feels false. So they want to get their wealth back to tangible. Um, So that's basically just saying maybe you don't have a ton of um, cash flow coming in and the paper millionaire would be somebody that may have, you know, a thousand acres of land somewhere that costs ten thousand dollars. Uh, or excuse me, $10 million, but the cash flow millionaire may have 50 investment properties that are cash flowing $100,000 a month. Um, so it's just the difference between the two and being a cash flow millionaire allows you to live your life the way you want to live it, uh, through passive income. Um, and then three is the urge to be liquid that people think cash is real and that everything else isn't quote unquote as real. I feel like this, this relates to me a lot because I want to make sure that I can see the tangible value of money, like in a bank account instead of having it in an asset that's paying me monthly. So my biggest example is maybe buying a, you know, investment property for $125,000, putting $25,000 down and getting $500 a month. Well, you are storing that $25,000 in that asset as well as receiving $100 or $500 a month. So when you frame it differently and you change your perspective, it allows you to you know, invest your money more freely. Uh, four was debt, the weight that the debt causes people and wanting to pay it off very quickly. And so without sufficient cash flow, they see selling as their selling assets as their only means to pay off the debt. Uh, they don't trust the asset to hold its value. So that may be people that are skeptical about the housing market. And again, to kind of reiterate, this was through Keller Williams and my company. So this is more based towards real estate investing, which, you know, most millionaires in the United States are built from investing in real estate and all of the wealthy, you know, investment moguls, they all store a lot of their assets in, you know, big time hotels or commercial buildings or residential real estate. Um, moving on to five is the urge or need to live high on the hog before their cash flow can support them that way. So trying to, you know, make yourself look like you have more money than you may is going to definitely set you back. So if you have, you know, thousand dollar pair of shoes, thousand dollar belt, you know, it's not going to do as much as investing that $2,000 would in a catalyst to give you cash flow. Um, so instead of, you know, waiting for that delayed gratification on their investments, they're really just trying to make that, you know, flashy purchase now. Um, C six is don't see people as an investment or an asset. Um, so with that being said, you know, investing your money and time spent around people, maybe working for someone for free or having, you know, a mentor to teach you certain things is a huge you know advantage for most people and so i'm trying to surround myself with as many successful people as possible and try to talk to the the highest earners in the room so i can kind of listen to what they have to say and learn from them even if it's just a casual conversation. So I think that's big. Uh, Seven is don't have written down wealth wealth building plan that they trust. So I just got an entire wealth building packet, uh, an Excel spreadsheet. I have a ton of documents from this mastermind that I just got. So if anybody wants a wealth building plan or to go over a wealth building plan and how real estate may help you grow that wealth, I'd be more than happy to send it to you, jump on a phone call, you know, text, email, whatever your preferred method of communication is. I'm more than happy to walk you through all the stuff that I just learned because it's going to help me learn it better. I got a ton to learn still. And so I want to make sure I'm having all these high level conversations with, you know, the people that are listening to the podcast. So hopefully I can help you with things that I've learned. Um, moving on to eight is they spend more money than they make, or they spend all that they make. And you definitely need to have a, a budget. I don't necessarily think you need to have a written out budget, but you need to have an understanding of what money you're spending living below your means, if possible, in order to save as much money as you can to then invest it the correct way to pay off in the long run. Um, and then they don't study money or the rules of investing. So, I mean, going to different things like this, to different seminars um, and kind of try to learn, you know, how to how to put yourself ahead, I think is big for everyone. Um, and so here's a, here's a good quote after those nine rules um, how do we get stuck in the middle? So average people, you know, most people I would say are com- between complete failures and massive successes because I don't know, you know, I wouldn't deem anybody a complete failure. And there's only, you know, several examples of massive, massive successes. So a lot of people fall somewhere in the middle. Um, and it says this quote is to get to the middle of anything of life at anything. All you have to do is what you like to do. If you want to get to the right side of average at anything, that really matters to you. You must move past what you want to do and do some things you don't want to do. So in other words, the measure of your success in life is in direct proportion to what you're willing to do when you don't want to do it. So one of my favorite quotes from Inky Johnson is, you know, continuing to do things long after you're... The emotion that you said them in has passed. I feel like that's huge because like when I go to these masterminds and things and listen to podcasts, I get super excited and, you know, I love everything that these people are saying. And then after that moment has passed, you still want to go buy the nice things or, you know, go out to dinner every night or go to a nice restaurant or whatever the case may be. But really being able to frame that perspective when you're making those decisions, I think is huge for the long run. Um, And then here's another good quote that they said was at each level of success, if you don't put forth a new level of renewed above average effort, you define your ceiling and begin a life of average, albeit more success than others for you. It's average. So I think that's a great way to say like when you're leveling up in life, I think that I heard Andy Frisella say this on a podcast the other day. Um, Even if you think that you've reached that ceiling and are successful, there's a whole nother level of success to get to. And Andy Frisella was saying that he really thinks that he works the hardest he's ever worked right now because he's as successful as he's ever been right now. So in order to stay on top and making sure that, you know, his – Company, his business, his lifestyle is able to be maintained. He's having to work harder and harder, you know, than he normally would um, beforehand because now he's been, you know, a massive success and has to build his company up and make sure it stays on top. Um, so I think that all this stuff has been awesome. I just wanted to give like a brief recap of kind of the mastermind I just went to is from Brett Tanner. Uh, he's awesome, super wealthy guy. You know, very big real estate investor. Leverages money in different ways. We talked about. You know, protection and risk mitigation through insurance. Um, and I have a whole wealth plan annual scorecard that they say that you need to go through, you know, yearly. And then they have these budgets and different spreadsheets that you need to go through monthly to track your wealth and track your budget and all these other good things. So. You know, like I said, had a guest that I wanted to get on today, but we'll have that next week. Uh, I got three or four guests booked, so I'm going to try to do all those interviews next week or the following week to have some lined up for you guys um, to make sure that a reschedule does not cause me to have to do you know another solo podcast. But I felt like this was a great topic to discuss for everybody on here because we're a younger audience. I feel like if we can get this mindset perspective around money now, um, it'd be a lot easier to leverage some of these things and create passive income and have a very very good life later on. So if you guys want any of this information, need anything from me, feel free to reach out. Appreciate everybody tuning in as always and uh, appreciate all the help, love, support, and uh, love you guys. Thanks.